Let's talk about automotive. You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. Having your voiceover demos easily playable and downloadable on your website is essential. The VoiceSam player lets you do that across any device and browser. There are also options for adding play buttons in your email signature, tracking your listens, and even putting videos in your demo player. Sign up now at voicezam.com slash markscott and receive an instant $25 credit. For full details and to claim this offer, visit voicezam.com slash markscott. The Vopreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Meyers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original Everyday Vopreneur. Hello and welcome to the Everyday Vopreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. I'm Mark Scott, the original Everyday Vopreneur, back with another episode filled with actionable, practical advice. And when I say filled, like this episode, it is filled. Now, just before we get there, are you listening? Are you enjoying the podcast? Would you do me a favor? Would you tag me in your Instagram stories? Share and let me know that you are listening. You could tag me at Mark Scott. So you want some actionable, practical advice. I have brought in somebody that is going to blow your mind. So I hope you have your notebook ready. If the automotive genre of voiceover is something that you have ever considered getting into before, or if it's an area where maybe you've already dabbled, maybe you've got the demo, but you just haven't done what you need to do to find the work, Cliff Zellman is literally going to give you the keys to the kingdom. Yes, that's my little dad joke for this episode. But in all seriousness, he is dropping knowledge bomb after knowledge bomb after knowledge bomb. I hope you're ready for it. There are a lot of different genres of voiceover that allow talent to specialize and make a great living if they choose. Some focus on promo or imaging. Others direct their efforts towards animation or even e-learning. But one genre that is sometimes overlooked that can offer consistent income with big growth potential is automotive. Who else produces as many commercials as car dealers? And if you want to learn about automotive, there's only one person you need to have a conversation with. He's the king of automotive. Welcome to the show, Cliff Zellman. Thank you, Mark. Thank you so much for having me here. Well, the king, I don't know, but uh, I've been doing it an awful long time. Um, it's been, uh, you know, like Saturday Night Live says, it's, it's been very good to me, um, keeping me busy and uh, working with clients all over the country, working with uh, voice talent all over the country. So I want to know, because there, there are certain people within the industry who have associations that just stick, right? You think of Joe Cipriano, you think promo. Think of Uncle Roy, you think of Bagels. You think of JMC, you think of Lobster. <laughs> For as long as I've known you, you have always been the king of automotive. That's how you are always described. That's the, like the nickname that you carry. Do you know where it came from or when it all started? Well, yeah, actually I do. In fact, I know the probably... Uh... The, the very second, I attended many years ago FAFCON 2, um, which was a, uh, no longer exists, but it, it does in all of our hearts, of course. Um, it was a professional voiceover conference and 100 people. Uh, everybody was uh, vetted to get in and I'm sure you've been to FAFCON, haven't you, Mark? I never got to make it to a FAFCON, actually. Uh, never got to make it. Oh, they were wonderful. Um, no real agenda. There was two walls on the left side. It was, what do you want to teach? And on the right side is, what do you want to learn? 
and uh, I heard about it through a couple of voice talents here in Dallas. Don't remember the, the year, although I said I did remember the year, but I remember the moment. Um, I went to FAFCON not really to learn much about voiceover, but I was really looking for voice talent for an advertising agency that I was probably already working with for 12 or 13 years by that point, uh, Radio Vision. People that know me uh, certainly know the name Radio Vision. So there was a, a point where, you know, uh, Amy said, anybody want to get up and talk and introduce yourself? And of course, I shot my hand up and stood in front of 100 people that had no idea who I was. And I said, you know, my name is Cliff Zellman. I'm in Dallas, Texas, and I work for a company called Radio Vision that specializes in local and regional automotive. And my main reason for being here is to look for voice talent for my agency. Oh, my God. Don't say that at a voiceover conference. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately had a, made, made 100 new best friends. Um, I continued by saying that I'm, I'm, I'm really going to work hard to get uh, women involved. And this is, you know, 12, 13, 14 years ago. Uh, want to bring in the female side to local dealerships. Uh, those that have been watching Automotive Spots uh, probably the last three, four, five years will notice that uh, at least half of them are women. And um, because it's it's not just yelling and selling. So uh, I said, you know, I really want to soften the sound. I don't want to be yelled at. And I think this was going on with the, the first Gulf War. And I said, you know, people are very nervous and people have a lot on their minds and they don't want to be yelled at and they don't want to say, you know, you got to make up your mind now, hurry in, it's all over Friday, which is a whole nother story. Um, and it worked and I brought uh, female demos to clients looking for, you know, to freshen up their voices or new clients coming into the agency. And it was not a hard sell. But when they saw the results of, of women coming through the doors on the weekends just shooting up, uh, it was uh, pretty exciting. So, yeah, that was the moment I introduced myself to the voiceover community as a director, uh, uh, editor for an ad agency. So that was kind of a generic, easy way to get branding, yep. <laughs> so to speak. You know, I know, I know that it's it, branding is is such a great subject, you know, and it's it's very exciting to think about it and build your brand and change it and swap it, and it's very creative. Um, working very hard and spending a, a good amount of money, I I just kind of walked into it. I was a lucky guy. So, and I you know that's I guess that's genuine branding. That's what branding is: is when the industry sees you a certain way, uh, rather than you trying to convince the industry that you're a certain type of person. Does that make sense? It does. I'm still thinking about how brave you were to walk into a room full of 100 voice actors and say, I'm looking for voices. <laughs> I, I knew I was going to be well received. I was going to say, how fast did it take you to have 100 business cards in your hand? Or Oh, it was wonderful. <laughs> and you know, 80% of them, I still maintain a relationship. I talk to monthly, um, have continued uh, working with a lot of them. Um, that kind of spawned into Wobo and uh, try, trying to get back into that a little bit more when I get the time. Uh, Dan Leonard has stepped in to become the new president, which I think is fabulous. I think uh, he was born for that role. And um, so that's exciting. So that's kind of a, a fun new turn with Wobo. So we're going to jump in, back into that. But, it, you know, I walked in knowing 
I already had the Dallas voice acting meetup group that I started in 2005. And um, I discovered meetup by doing websites for a company called the Spiritual Fitness Center. I know it's kind of weird. Um, and they would have all these weekly events and all of their events were through this thing called meetup.com. I said, what the heck is this? So I started looking into it and it's, you know, we all know now it's an information hub, a way to send out uh, invitations, RSVPs, keep people abreast of meetings in person. And I did that for about 10 years, bringing people in 20, 25, twice a month, talking about voiceover, bringing in guests. Back in the day, I brought in Corvo and Uncle Roy. And did you ever do a, a DVA meetup? I don't think so. That was a long time I ago. think actually I did call into one I think you once may have. upon a time, many moons yeah, ago. Many moons ago. Um, and that was great, but I kind of got away from the newcomers. Um, there are so many incredible coaches out there that do this full time, you know, and and I, people coming to me, how do you get into the voiceover business? And of course, we all have Peter O'Connell's classic, you know, uh, what to do to get, you know, what do you got to do to get into voiceover? And um, it was just very easy for me to say, hey, go talk to this coach, talk to this coach, talk to this coach, and focus away from the DVA and away from one-on-one -on -one coaching, uh, more into uh, demo production and career advice for voice talent that are looking to get into tier three and tier two automotive. So let's talk about automotive then, because I'm very curious to know over the last two years what it's been like, because obviously there's been a lot of uncertainty in the automotive space since COVID hit. Yes. I mean, he, I don't know what it's like specifically in the States. I know in Canada, the dealerships still have empty lots everywhere. Yes. And I know that here we have used cars selling for ten dollars or $15,000 over their original sticker because they can't get new cars. So yes. has chip shortages and supply chain issues impacted the commercial production side of things as well? Yes, on every level and every level that you mentioned. However, um, what it has done is allowed us to refocus. And uh, yes, used cars, uh, the prices are starting to come down and starting to loosen up a little bit. Uh, there's more and more inventory coming in, although Toyota just made a terrific announcement. I'm not going to say anything about that. Y'all search Google if you want to know. We're more focusing on what we can do for the customer, how we can make their life easy. Uh, during COVID, it was all about picking up and delivering your car if you need service. Uh, there's other things a dealership can offer other than new inventory. And I say, well, Cliff, what? Well, I mean, that's a huge part of it. But, you know, um, dealing in, in pre-owned cars, I mean, how many times have you heard, you know, we'll buy your car, whether you uh, buy a car from us? Uh, giving away car seats or, you know, uh, free oil changes or, you know, there's other ways to stay top of mind. And the local dealerships, it's important to them. And I tell all my clients, you know, when times are tough, that's really when you need to stay top of mind. Mm -hmm. You have to continue advertising. When I think of a Ford dealership in Dallas, there should be one or two that I specifically think of because I just saw a spot for them last night, a week ago, yesterday. But, you know, we've been through tough times before and it's, there's, what was it the, we did a long time ago with the sale too big to fail, right? They're the banks back then, you know, that were too big to fail. Mm -hmm. 
Um, that's really the way the automotive industry is, and, and the chip manufacturing is going to be a problem. There's challenges. There's always challenges in automotive. Sometimes it's easier, sometimes it's not. Gas shortages create a challenge. Uh, but right now, you know, we're facing challenges that uh, are making us think differently and making us present ourselves differently, softer, uh, more community-oriented. And I know we always, you know, local dealerships have always tried to be very uh, community-oriented. They always sponsor softball teams. Uh, they get you, uh, you know, caps for the little league teams yep. and all that. And they have the charity drives, and they're the first ones to drop off the toys for Toys for Tots during the holidays. But really keeping them out there, you know, and keeping them top of mind. That's that's the most important thing. Has my schedule lightened? Maybe a little bit, but the big boys that I work with that own dealerships all across the country are just as uh, aggressive as ever. And, you know, it's a slow week for me uh, if I do under 20 to 25 spots within that week. But uh, when it, when it, when the, the clouds part and the blue sky and the Simpsons theme comes up. I think a lot of VO talent that I've been dealing with are going to be in a good position. It's interesting to hear you talk about how important it is to stay top of mind, because that's one of the things from a marketing standpoint for voice actors. I harp on that all the time. Don't let them forget you, right? Be the voice actor right. that they are thinking of when they need a spot. And it's interesting to hear you talk about that from the automotive standpoint, because, I mean, at the end of the day, marketing is marketing, right? Regardless of what yeah. industry you're in. So just like the dealers don't want you to forget them, you as a voice actor, you don't want your clients to forget you. So I think that's really important. So you just touched on something What I, I want to dive a little bit deeper into. It is still possible then in today's market, even with everything's with everything that's going on, to earn a solid income off of automotive work. Like, it's just as easy now as it has been in the past. And... If so, what does that look like? Like, how many dealers would you be aiming for if you wanted to be making decent money in this industry? Well, let me let me edit your sentence. Certainly not the broadcast, but just edit your sentence. I would say the situation is the same as it was before. It's never been easy. Right. Um, easy does not come into play at all when we talk about voiceover in general, of course, um, and even automotive. With the development of home studios more and more prevalent because of COVID and because of a lot of voice talents just waking up saying, hey, I need this, um, local automotive and regional automotive does not matter where you live. So more and more people, blue collar voice talent, killer talent, great Southern boys and people all over the, the South talking with a great accent, um, they can do this. They don't need to be in a, in a major hub. So it's never easy to get in. It is absolutely doable with uh, the chops that you need in order to read an automotive uh, script. There's luxury, sultry, down home, midline, enthusiastic. I don't even really use the hard term hard sell anymore, although there are certainly hard sells. Um, I just like the, the enthusiastic read, you know, or very excited about what you're talking about. But the marketing is pretty much the same. When we're talking about tier three, local automotive, one owner dealerships, you are marketing yourself to advertising agencies that specialize in automotive. So how has that changed today as opposed to four, five, 10 years ago? It hasn't. Uh, your presentation is still strong. Uh, your professionalism is obvious. 
your website and contact information is easy to get to. You have references. So it hasn't really changed much, you know. Um, but again, you know, with the caveat, it's never easy. I mean, how easy is it to, to get a, a great audio book or, or, you know, any role? You know, we get so excited when we get an audition, you know, having a 1 in 150 chance, but still there's that excitement. So, you know, same thing, um, making yourself known to the advertising agencies as opposed to a management or agency. Um, agency will, will get the auditions, talent agencies I'm speaking about, uh, distributed accordingly to their talent. Um, but what a voice talent doing Tier 3 Automotive does is want to get on the roster of an agency. And then you're in the pool. They get a new client. They sit around Monday morning. Hey, who do you think should read for Clydesdale? Who should read for this? We just picked up a new client. This person's looking for a new voice. Well, Bob's great. Steve's great. Oh, okay. So, you know, you get on their radar. So there's a very specific audience that you're targeting to in automotive, and that is the agencies that create the spots. So how many dealers... Say you want to make thirty or forty grand a year, and you want to focus primarily on automotive. What, like, how many dealers are we looking at, approximately? Because I know that the rates for automotive are a little bit different, right? They they build on volume. They yes, right. More so, you're making your money more so on volume than say adhering, you know, strictly to the GVAA rate guy. Yes, now GVAA rate guy is great, but when we're talking about tier three automotive, it becomes a process. And you create your sound, you've got your music beds, you've got your intros and your outros, and every uh, model on the lot needs an ad. If you're Ford dealership, you got four or five different models, Chevy dealership, everyone needs an ad. Every ad's only really good for about a week, week and a half. Um, incentives change, terms change, uh, conditions change. So they're constantly being redone. It's like you're selling hamburgers. You keep flipping burgers. You know, you can sell a burger for a buck and a half. You sell a hundred of them of a day, you know, a hundred a day. Well, you're not making that much money, <laughs> but <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I understand what you, I understand the point. Yes. Yeah, like you, it's, it's a constant recurring process and you can really knock out a, a high quality local spot. If you got the chops down in 10 minutes, uh, four yep. or five a day, at anywhere from 150 to 200 to read. Let's say you on a good day, you do three a day, 600 bucks a day, you know, per week. That's you're hitting 30,000 pretty quick. It's clean. It's you read, you send it back. You're not editing. You're not doing anything. Usually I ask my talent, uh, give me two full takes or give me a uh, doubles give me uh you know read line one twice line two twice line three twice and i'll pick one and that's it you read it twice you send it off you mark down the po bill them once a month line item invoice for each one and uh you got the rest of the day i mean imagine working from 10 to 11 o'clock every morning uh there is responsibilities you can't go anywhere <laughs> you gotta have a great travel rig um you gotta be able to work you know, any time, uh, turnaround time is usually within an hour or two, but you know, it becomes a routine. And, uh, 
I never had a day for 25 years with Radio Vision. I don't think I ever had a day where I didn't produce at least one spot. Uh, so it's it's really the recurring, changing, so many uh, models, uh, so many information that goes along that's that really just kind of runs out quickly. Um, one dealership, one city, there are... Don't quote me on this, but I think there's about 36,000 used car dealerships across the country and 18,000 new car dealerships across the country. Uh, a major portion of those have agencies that do their advertising for them. Some of the dealerships have in-house agencies. You know, they hire the brother-in-law. He gets Pro Tools on a laptop and he's working in an empty office, probably doing a great job. But there's no shortage of people out there to get in touch with. And if they like you, they call you. And, you know, that brings us to how do you introduce yourself to these people? I think it's really important that people understand how that this does work different from other types of voiceover, from other genres of voiceover, right? You, Very much so. You get on with a production studio, you know, or a video production house or something like that, and they send you some auditions every once in a while and... and it's a totally different thing from getting on with automotive. I think it's, I thank you for sharing some of those numbers, like the prices, because I think, honestly, I bet you there is going to be a whole bunch of voice actors that are listening to this episode that are now kicking themselves in the pants because they've lost automotive opportunities because they tried to quote. Because they turned down the $200 yeah, spot. Yeah, because they tried to quote way too high. Like, I mean, I've only ever worked with one dealer, mm -hmm. but I worked with that dealer for three years. And I, it was once a month, guaranteed, almost the same day of the month, every month that came like clockwork. And it was a handful of TV, a handful of radio. And it was a guaranteed minimum 1000 to $1,200 every single time. And it was like, wow, this is amazing. I should get more of this, right? But There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, there's you nothing wrong You become wrong a commodity. It. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's uh. good that, that people understand that. So then, yeah, let's go a little bit into the marketing side of things, because I think that's a big misconception too. I think there's a lot of people that assume that you just go to the dealer and you talk to the dealer, particularly on a local level. Mm -hmm. And you're saying these dealers are all working with marketing agencies. And I'm guessing if there's 18,000 dealers, there's a significantly smaller portion of agencies then because they're representing that like, are they regional based? Like yes. agencies represent regions or States or something like that. Well, no, no. Cause radio vision. I mean, we're uh, located in Dallas and Sherman, Texas. And we had clients up in Walla Walla, Washington, all the way down to Florida. And the other side from San Diego, you know, Connecticut, anywhere. That's the beauty of doing tier three is that you can focus on any region in the country. You can do multiple dealerships. The only thing you want to really be sure of is you don't cross the airspace. You know, you don't want to be a Ford, uh, do a Ford dealership in Dallas and have a Chevy dealership right. in Dallas. But you can certainly have one brand in Houston, one brand in San Antonio, a brand in Austin, a brand in Dallas. And these are all 300 miles apart. You know, the airspace isn't going to cross. Um, you do national spot, uh, tier one, your voice of, of uh, Chevy, you can't do anything else. You know, you can't be the national voice of Chevy and a local voice of Ford. you got to compete with John so, Cusack, uh, too. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, usually it's a completely different... It's funny, people say, you know, I'm going to get into Tier 3 and work my way up to Tier 1. It doesn't work that way. There are completely different sensibilities. Everything from Tier 1 will come from your talent agency, and just about everything you get from Tier 3 is going to come from your 
sweat and blood and pounding the pavement. You want to reach out to advertising agencies. It's unless you know the general manager of a dealership personally, you play golf with the guy, right. you were, you know, you, your kids go to, you know, you're invited to the birthday parties. Um, they don't want to talk to you, you know, they don't, especially the voiceover person, you know, they talk directly to the account executives within the uh, advertising agencies. And automotive is a little bit different than all the other genres. And I hear all the time for a thousand years, uh, building a relationship before you go in for the sale, before you try to close the deal. I think it's pretty much the opposite. You don't need to tell the agency anything. You need to present a great package, uh, a great demo, uh, a very, very short cover letter. Who am I? This is what I do. This is why I'm good. Here's my demo. Thank you for your time. Call me. And then, you know, the account executive, the people at the agency, the creative director, they like the demo. They pick up the phone. They give you a call. Then they want to know everything about you. But a long, drawn-out introduction in automotive, to me, has never really worked. These guys are, you know, manic. <laughs> uh, they got a lot to talk about. They got a lot of business going on. They got a lot of phones ringing, a lot of meetings. Um, so the agency, you know, get on the, uh, get on the roster with the agencies and keep your introductions short. Let your demo speak for itself. Let your website speak for itself because they don't really care who you coached with, what kind of mic you got, what kind of studio you have. They want to hear your demo. If they like it, you'll get a phone call. First thing out of my mouth when I call somebody, where did you record your demo? Love it. Oh, I recorded it in my home studio. I was coached and trained remotely. Beautiful. Great. We can continue our conversation. Um, you know, if they tell me they recorded it in a very expensive studio with a $15,000 microphone, I, you know, I'm going to say, well, let me hear what you're going to give me day to day. <laughs> um, my blue Yeti. But uh, yeah, well, you know, you got to start somewhere, I guess. <laughs> but it, it's very direct. Uh, I never really recommend asking for, you know, permission. Hey, can I send you my demo? You know, if it's, the answer is yes, I'm going to listen to it. If the answer is no, I'm not going to listen to it. So, you know, a straight line from point A to point B. You know, uh, I like to include a, a demo. I like, I like to have people include a demo in an email as opposed to sending me to their website. Uh, there's a whole we could do. Mark, we could do two hours on that. <laughs> maybe we will later on. Um, but I like to see that demo. And if you've got my attention, if I open an email and I see that demo there, I'm going to play it. Um, if it comes to me unsolicited, I'm even going to, it's even better chance I'm going to play it because if I don't like it, I don't have to respond. Right. It's unsolicited. You know, if I build a relationship and then somebody sends me the demo and it's, you know, I love the person, but I'm not so crazy about it. Now I'm in a strange position, you know. So let's start our relation, our professional relationship with hearing what you got. Give me a reason, you know. Same thing with follow-up email. I don't want to hear, hey, did you hear my demo? I'd love your critique. I want actionable follow-up email. Send me an article. Become my partner. You know, I like that. Send me a spot that you did. Don't ask for a job. <laughs> we can keep that in the interview. I know that's rough, but you know what? It's interesting it's, though, because it is very different from approaches in, in other areas, right? Because mm -hmm. most places 
send them a copy of a spot you did and they're like, why do I care about this? Right. But it's interesting mm-hmm. to hear that. And this is good. To, this is why we learn about how to market to different genres because different things work in different spaces. And I think that it's important to pay attention to that stuff. Now you do have one marketing technique that I absolutely love. You, you got to talk mm. to us about the map. The map <laughs> has nothing to do with Dora the Explorer. You know, I'm, I'm an old school guy. I like visuals. Now I have, I use a CRM. I've got all kinds of software that I use, but you know what? After a couple of months, I stop using it. I, I, it gets tedious after a while. I forget the password. Uh, I get it. I have to update. But what I like to do, and we were doing this with marketing, is uh, get a map, map of the United States, and put it up on your wall. And you break it down into three uh, different colored uh, markers. And I don't want to get into that too much because I do have a big uh, uh, View Atlanta thing coming up. So Don't give all the yeah, secrets yeah. away. I don't want to give all the secrets away. Uh, believe me, the map at this point is not much of a secret. Um, <laughs> but it's a great way just to be able to walk in in the morning, look at the map, and say, oh, I've, I've, I haven't even thought about, you know, Oregon. Right. All right, let me, let me spend an hour looking for ad agencies in and around. Let me look up some dealerships. Let me see if I can find leads on YouTube. Sometimes a local dealership will post their spots on YouTube. And in the credits, we'll have the advertising agency that did it. Um, there's all kinds of ways of finding out, you know, uh, uh, who produced what. Um, Got to be creative. Um, sometimes if you go to a, one of these advertising agencies, they will have, um, well, not sometimes, almost always, they'll have a link to their portfolio. And then you'll see a dozen, two dozen dealerships that they handle. Um, always do your homework, you know, yeah. if you're going to send something to an agency, find out what their groove is, find out what their style is. Um, look at the first couple of spots that they're, uh, uh spotlighting on their website and see if you've got something close to that. Um, we've all heard, you know, we've got a hundred voices. We don't have your voice. Yep. So I, I'm not certainly not saying to, you know, emulate it, but you know, give them what, what they're used to advertising agencies when they're dealing with automotive companies is kind of tough. You know, uh, they're not, some of them are not uh, real thrilled about trying something brand new. They like to do what they did last month. They like to keep it consistent, which we certainly understand. And that's a boon to the voice talent because, you know, you can become the voice of a dealership. You can have that gig for years. But just staying a partner is is important to me. When somebody reaches out to me, especially on LinkedIn, Mark, what do you think about this? And I know you get them all the time. I get LinkedIn invitations constantly that says, hello, Cliff, I would like to join your network. Thanks for the effort. Okay. First of all, what network? Yeah. Why? How is it advantageous to you? How is it advantageous to me? How is it advantageous to us? Yep. And what the heck do you do? You know, um, I get real excited when I get a, a LinkedIn. Hey, I heard John Mark Scott's interview. I thought it was really interesting. I'd love to talk to you. Bam. That's a connection. You know, give us. You're going to get 50 of those now. <laughs> Oh, I, from your mouth to God's ear, my friend. Um, the connection when it comes to, you know, reaching out to me is, is pretty much the same, you know, as the way I would suggest uh, voice talents reach out to agencies. Keep it brief. 
what's our connection? You know, what's the benefit? Uh, don't say, I'd love to work with your company. Of course you would love to work with your company. Um, you know, how can we work together? I'm not a big fan of people. And I'm again, Mark, this is something else we can talk about for another two hours <laughs> is, is asking a lot of questions, you know, in an introductory email, I don't want to test. Yeah. You know, how many times have you, have you ever wondered, what do you think you're, you know, all these questions, you know, I open an email, my God, I'm taking an exam. I don't want an exam. What do you want? You're a voice talent. You specialize in tier three automotive. Let me hear you. Yep. Bam. Click the demo. If I see that, and I've said this a thousand times, if I see that little MP3 down at the bottom of the email, there's a 100% chance that I'm going to listen to it. And I'm going to listen to it, you know, I'm going to root for you. I'm going to say, come on, man. Uh, I want this to be the greatest. Knock my socks off. Um, sometimes they do, you know. Um, I don't think that, I don't believe that there's virus attached. I don't believe that that I'm being hacked because... We're such a small little sector of the universe, you know, and, <laughs> and if so, you know, if I get an email from somebody, somebody productions.com and it says automotive demo in the, in the subject and the guy's got a, you know, a nice signature with, you know, autokiller.com, you know, and if it is a virus, Congratulations, you know, you're very creative. I've got redundant backups and I'm good to go. <laughs> yeah. So, and congratulations for you, to you to, to being so creative. So, you know, I, I think that argument of, of the, you know, oh, no, don't attach your demo. It's, it might be a virus. I, I don't think that really holds up anymore. The other argument is that it'll clog your email. I don't think that really holds up either because, you know, Google Drop, Google, you know, you can send a straight uh, email. Uh, Google 10 meg. Google doesn't even know what 10 meg is. It sure did 10 years ago, but you know, not anymore. And I can send a, as much as I want through email or Gmail. I just select the uh, Google drop option and boom, it's done. It's like, you know, we transfer or whatever the, the other companies that will all soon be out of business because Google's going to own everything anyways. I hope so. I just bought some stock getting ready for the split. I'll tell you, in 50 years, I see the orange low cloud with the one skyscraper sticking up that says Google <laughs> up above it. You know, that orange gray dust settling cloud. And, you know, Google is the last great power on planet Earth. You've done your training. You've worked with great coaches. You've gone out and got some great demos, probably invested a lot of money to get them. And you have your home studio set up, your website's up and running. The only thing you're missing now, clients. How do we get more clients? How can you get your voice in front of more people who would be interested in hiring you? You have to learn to market. And for a lot of voice actors, that's a scary proposition, but it doesn't need to be. I want to teach you how to market. I want to give you all of the skill set that you're going to need to use tools like email, like networking, like social media, to get out there, to find your own leads, to build your own client base, and to become the consistently working voice actor that you want to be. VoiceOver Marketing Playbook is coming out again April 12th through the 21st, 2022. This is my flagship marketing program. It's six plus hours of video content that is nothing but actionable, practical advice that is going to help you grow your voiceover business. Write the dates down on your calendar, April 12th, 21st, 2022, when you take this course, you are going to be a more confident and effective marketer. 
Details will be available at voiceovermarketingplaybook.com. That's voiceovermarketingplaybook.com. Now back to our show. Something that you said that I, I'm curious about. I know you talked about the fact that you know when you get in with a dealer, you can you can really have a client for a long time. I mean, I was working with this particular dealer I mentioned earlier for like three years consistently, every month, no questions asked. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes seasons change, right? Somebody new comes in, yeah. new new general manager in the dealership, or whatever it is. Is there a time of year? I'm just curious if there's a time of year where change happens more often than not, like new model year comes and that's when they're like, you know what, we want to, we want a new voice or we want to relaunch our branding. Or is it just a 24, seven, 365, just whenever it suits them, that's when they change. No, it's not like spring into summer, we're going to get a new voice or it's the holidays. We're going to get a new voice, Uh, a new year, new voice. No, Um, I've never noticed that in, in the years that I've been doing this. Um, when there's a new general manager comes in, when uh, the ad agency is fired and another ad agency comes in, um, ad agencies are pitching dealerships every day. Sometimes it's, you know, they just want a, a fresh look. Um, sometimes they're seduced by another ad agency, be it ethical or not. I didn't say that. Uh, sometimes, you know, Deal, backroom deals go on all the time. So it's rarely the voice talent, especially if the voice talent's been going on for a while. Uh, One or two spots lose the client. All right. You know, they were giving you a shot. Um, One or two spots, you know, and then you don't have it anymore. But I mean, if you're going a year, year and a half, two years, three years, um, and the client dries up, it's usually because of either a new GM or a new agency that came in to handle their media. But as far as the time of year, no. Interesting question, but I've never noticed it. Um, I know that we ramp up for holidays. We ramp up for Thanksgiving. We ramp up for Black Friday. Uh, Labor Day, Memorial Day, any three-day weekend's a good time to go buy a car. When's a good time to go buy a car? Anytime, but especially this three-day weekend. So that's usually when when we get busier. But as far as voiceover turnover, interesting question, but I, I don't I don't think it applies. Now, something you touched on earlier, and I, I, I want to dive into this a little bit deeper. You mentioned about the fact that you have in the past put a push on for female voices, which I think is great because I think it, it's generally assumed that automotive is a male-dominated genre. I think sometimes we also get visions of, you know, the old school big-voiced announcer. You touched on that. I think we've all seen really goofy local car commercials and gimmicks and comedy at some point in time, right? So I love them. In automotive today, is there a signature type of talent or a signature type of voice? Is there is there one thing that makes a talent have a better shot than another, or is it really just kind of an open playing field nowadays? Well, I think I think that uh, there is a definite voice for a specific approach. So if we're talking F one fifties, F one fifty trucks, the deep Texans always going to come through. Um, not necessarily the heavy redneck accent, but just the deep voice. You know, the the, the Sam Elliott type. Um, is that going out of style? No, it's never going to go out of style. Is it cliche? Sure, but it's fun, and we're used to hearing it. Um, there's entry level cars that have much younger voices. Um, you know, it was really a male dominated because back in the day it was, you know, why don't you bring your husband in, little lady, and we can cut a deal. 
you know, which doesn't really apply anymore and it never should have. Um, women are empowered. Women are owning it. Women have, have just as much money and oftentimes more uh, influence, um, certainly more brains than most men that I know. So, you know, marketing to women is, even though it's relatively new, it's not really, but I mean, it always should have been there. Um, but now women are far more uh, empowered than they were 30 years ago. Um, so a specific voice, the young voice, uh, is great for, for entry-level vehicles. The uh, sultry 45 to 55-year-old females, great for Lincoln, Mercury, Cadillac. Um, the mom sounding voice, very generic next door, is great for the Buick Encore or, uh, you know, any small SUV. So really think about the vehicle and how would the vehicle sound if the vehicle was talking to you? What kind of personality would the car have? Um, but this is now we're talking about national. All right. So let's differentiate real quickly the approach between national and local. National is vehicle-centric. We're talking about the car. Everything is about the vehicle, uh, how it can help your life, how it can make you feel a certain way, empower you, help your job, whatever, uh, rise your social status. Local is really about the uh, personality of the dealership. Are they a down-home dealership? Are they a slick dealership? Are they a uh, credit specialist dealership? Do we deal to those that have slow credit, no credit, or bad credit? So tier three, which really to me is what we're talking about, uh, we're focused more on the personality of the dealership. So whatever that personality is should reflect in the voice and the content of the script. I'm guessing then this translates into how you do demos as well, right? So, I mean, absolutely. The, the dealer that I was working for, I was doing truck spots. I happened to have mm -hmm. that that lower range voice that you know sound like a truck guy. So if I was going to do an automotive demo, I would I would want to play to those types of strengths. But you're saying you know if you're a millennial voice actor or a younger voice actor who's coming in, there's still a place for you here. You build your demo strategically around the voice and, and the, the type of car that you would probably be more likely to sell. Is that, is that fair to say? Sure. Um, younger voices can, can do very soft reads. They can do solemn reads. They can say, um, you know, if you're like me and your credit is not where it needs to be kind of thing. Very young voice doing that. Um, you can also have the very excited Hey, I just got my first car. Uh, so they can even do luxury uh, if it's like every, I, we believe it, at this particular dealership, everybody deserves to drive a Mercedes. Um, you know, well, let us help you build your credit. Uh, now, of course, it's going to be a pre-owned Mercedes or whatever, you know, but it, it it's really wide open. And the only thing, and again, I've said this a lot, the only thing that's really... Uh, specific about automotive is, is the four tires and a steering wheel, but you've got moms, you've got kids, you've got grandpas that are happy that the granddaughter just pulled up for the first time in the, in the Volvo that her dad let her drive. So she knows grandpa knows his granddaughter's safe. There's vixens. Is that a word still kind of used? You know, if you want to talk about a night on the town. Um, so you know, there's every kind of delivery in automotive and the screaming and yelling. Yes, it's still there. 
Uh, it's getting less and less. Um, the announcer is still there, thank goodness, because I love the announcer read. Um, so it's pretty wide open. There may still be hope for guys like me then, is what you're saying. Oh, <laughs> Mark, I've been saying there's hope for you for years. I know you get excited about it, then you get you go into other stuff, then you come back, you get excited about it. One day, one day. Um, but it's, it's, it's great. Young girls, young guys, middle-aged, grandpas, seniors. Anybody behind a car, anybody over 18, even a kid could do a testimony about how happy his mom is. My mom loves her new blah, blah, blah. So you've talked about tier one, two, and three. Again, just give us a quick outline of tier one, two, three. And is it all one demo? Or would you, are nationals so much more different from locals that you would actually create two different types of demos if somebody was looking to go into, into both of those categories? Okay, great question. Um, first about the tiers. Tier one is a national spot produced to be aired across the country. Um, it is produced by the manufacturer, and it is vehicle-centric, and it doesn't talk about any real specific location. Uh, it will say 1-800-NEW-FORD or whatever, and then you call up and you had, they'll tell you, they'll ask you what your zip code is, and then they'll give you a dealership. Uh, tier 2 is regional, which is usually uh, a national spot with a local regional tag put on, and that would, where, that would be where uh, we would come in. Uh, we would receive the national spot with a 10-second or 5-second donut, which is, uh, you know, music only at the end. And Mark Scott would drop in, test drive today at your North Texas Toyota truck dealers. Toyota, let's go places. So you're, And then the next one would be Lubbock, and the next one would be San Diego dealerships, and the next one would be L.A. And you sit and do tags all day. So that's Tier 2. Tier 2 is regional. And tier three is local one-owner dealerships that play within a specific airspace. Um, a dealership that uh, a local one-owner dealership in Dallas probably wouldn't advertise more than a hundred miles away, unless they're way out in the country and they say cars like eggs are cheaper in the country. You know, drive a little, save a lot, right? We've probably recorded that a million times. <laughs> so, yes. Those are the three tiers, local, regional, and national, three, two, and one. Now, when it comes to a demo, yeah, they're very specific. A uh, national automotive demo, which I do quite a few of, but I will really only do those with people that have strong representation. You are not going to get a national audition on your own. It will come to your agent. There's a lot involved. There's contracts, there's NDAs, there's non-compete, there's contracts that need to be signed, um, all kinds of checks going on for the, for the national stuff. That will come from your powerhouse agent. Um, and then we're talking about the vehicle. You know, we're talking about how beautiful, a lot of imagey spots, a lot of fun spots that talk about how this particular vehicle changes your life for the better. A local automotive demo is, again, dealership after dealership after dealership. This one is, you know, will slam your head on the pavement. This one will treat you like family, although I try not to say that. Um, this dealership is, you know, like I said earlier, uh, designed to for credit, those that need credit. So a local dealership has the different personalities of different dealerships. The national has the personalities of the vehicle. And unless somebody does have that type of real powerhouse 
representation that can support those kind of auditions, I don't recommend a national automotive demo for them. But uh, you know, if they're if they're ready to, to work and do the make that Excel spreadsheet and write those emails and build that extra page on your website that says uh, you know that's specifically automotive, yeah, it's very very doable and it's fun. And when they start coming in, so let's answer a question you asked about twenty minutes ago. <laughs> How many do you need, man? If you got three dealerships, you're doing just fine. I think that's good to know because I think there's yeah. a, a misnomer out there that you know oh, I got to get twenty of these things or thirty. Of these oh things God, you can't like handle twenty dealerships. Right? And so, I mean, yeah, so that's that's good to know. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's plenty to go around if you got the chops and you understand the automotive read, how to read multiple prices, how to read the disclaimer, the point of uh, the uh, you know point of sale, the call to action, the creation of urgency. There's all these elements within an automotive script that have to be touched upon because that's what the dealer wants to hear. So let's shift gears to the future, shall we? The EV revolution is coming, electric vehicles. We've all watched the rise of Tesla. I got my Tesla stock in 2016 and some days I feel like a genius. (laughs) Yes. The other days? Other days I'm like, like what is going on with Tesla? Uh, but you've got, yeah, you don't, don't look at it every day. You've got Rivian backed by mm-hmm. Amazon, Fisker, mm-hmm. Lucid, which is looking to compete directly with Tesla and the models that they're producing. China's created Polestar. And then you've got all the legacy manufacturers that are moving into the EV space. This is where the world mm-hmm. is going. How mm-hmm. does this impact automotive from a voiceover standpoint or does it? It doesn't. A product is a product. It Campbell's comes out with a new brand of soup. It doesn't, you know, uh, it still has the same label. Um, I think that uh, a product needs to be sold. Product, the, the public needs to be educated on the product, the benefits of those products. And it doesn't matter if it's a gas internal engine, combustion engine or if it's an EV. Um, you still need to go to the market in it. You still need to go to the beach on vacation. You still need to haul stuff. Um so no, I don't think it's going to change anything. And to be honest with you, I'll make a bold statement here. I don't think AI, artificial intelligence, is even going to touch automotive. There's too much of a human connection that needs to be made. I think people get way too freaked out over AI. I, I think, do too. I think you got I another can't. five or 10 years before you've really got to start sweating AI at, at any professional level. That, and I mean, maybe I'll get proven wrong, but from what I've heard, I'm not yet concerned that it is coming from my job. <laughs> it's pretty nasty. I mean, I can't listen for more than 30 seconds without wanting to just punch the speaker or stick my f- fist through the screen. Um, nothing will ever touch the human connection. And uh, something as personal as automotive, you know, I, I want to get you excited. I want you to look to the future. I want you to think about your, you and your life and your family and the safety of your family. You know, how is it going to sound with, for the safety of your family? You know, that's, yeah. that's not going to touch anything. You know? <laughs> Doesn't really now, work, does it? No. And yes, it's much better than, you know, Max speech back in the, back in the late nineties when they had Victoria, which was, you know, great fun. We'd type in all the dirty words and have Victoria read them all. We thought that was the funniest thing we ever heard in our life. <laughs> Rolling on the floor, beating each other up, crying while, while she's reading our script, you know. But, uh, yeah, I don't think that um, AI is a, an issue, and I don't think I, – I welcome it, you know. Hey, another product to sell. Yep. And, again, it's got four tires and a steering wheel. 
and uh, it's going to have its incentives and it's going to have its terms and it's going to have its personality. I say bring it. So it opens know? up. I think it just opens oh, yeah. up a wider market then, right? There's more, yeah, you absolutely. got more cars, you got more manufacturers, you got more dealers, you got more more opportunities. You got more advertising, you got more gigs. So we know that AI is not you're not sweating AI. So no. not in automotive. Are there any trends that you think we should be aware of or is there anything that you see coming that that can that we that we need to be thinking about watching for in the automotive space particular yeah the real read the real read is always going to trump the uh you know anything that's that's fabricated or over the top um just good coaching understanding your script that's never going to go out of style um maybe we don't need to sound like paul freeze anymore who is of course my hero um you know who he is, right? He's the, the guy that did uh, the, all the Disney voices, the Haunted Mansion. Find a way out. <laughs> anyway, um, it, the, the straight ahead connecting read, I think that's what's going on. The millennial read is great. The um, I'm not trying to convince you into, into anything read is great. So, yeah, bringing down the temperature, that's the trend. It's really started getting more prevalent during COVID, especially the first couple weeks of COVID when the dealerships are saying, oh my God, we have to recall every spot that we did the last four months that are telling you to come in this weekend, see us, meet Bob, ride the elephant, have a hot dog. And we got to pull all those. I can't even imagine oh, it, what that must've been was, like, those, those it, first little while. It, no, it was great. <laughs> it was, it was a heyday. Yeah. The first couple of months into COVID was Every, the problem was, you know, uh, now it, they'd sound ridiculous and so horribly cliche and overused. But I can't tell you how many times I recorded the best way to keep us together is to keep us apart here at Cliffy Chevrolet. Good Lord. You know, that was the spot for two months. Um, I had people, uh, I called specific voice talent that I knew were doing a lot of spots. And I said, hey, let's do a COVID spot, you and I, no charge, just so I can throw it over to the agency and say, hey, listen to this. You know, this guy's got the, you know, the voice of what's going on right now. And it actually talked about COVID, but of course we can't use that anymore. Thank God. Yes. But it's still going on, you know? I mean, it, a new trend opens, soften it up a little bit. It's nice. We got used to it. We like to hear it. It's going to keep going. Again, it's another product for voiceover talent uh, to consider that automotive is not just screaming and yelling. Or I should say tier three automotive is not just screaming and yelling. Now, you hinted at this earlier. So let's let's go into it. What, what do you got going on at VO Atlanta? Tell us what's coming up. Well... To those that are unfamiliar, VO Atlanta is an awesome conference that goes on every year. And this is going to be the last year, according to Gerald, who is the uh, owner and facilitator of this wonderful event. I will be doing a three-hour workshop on automotive, and I'll be covering the reads for Tier 1, Tier and tier one, tier one, 2, and Tier 3. Um, I will start with a little introduction into the automotive world, a little psychology of the client, the business, talk about the tiers, and then jump into reading. Uh, each participant will get three shots on the mic. First they get up, they read the script they chose. I take notes. Everybody reads, you know, 
boom. Because, you know, when you're sitting in a workshop, you kind of get nervous if you're there for an hour and you still haven't read. I like to get everybody to read right away, get their yayas out, you know, and everybody can relax a little bit after they've been had some mic time. So I'll take notes, then they'll come up a second time, and we'll get into heavy direction. I'll have them read multiple takes. I'll try, you know, try this interpretation, hit this. Then they'll come up a third time, and they will read again using everything that they learned from the first take and the second take. All of this will be recorded, and each individual attendee will get their own audio with direction. So that's very cool. Uh, the last 20 minutes is a lot of Q&A, talking... Uh, you know, about self-marketing, talking about uh, the map. Now, you know, the public knows I do not profess to be a marketing guru, which is why I am the guest on your show, sir. But, you know, I've been seeing what people have been sending for 25 years. And to me, I know what works with me. I know what gets, what gets me excited. So I kind of take that route. And anybody that attends... Uh, I will offer a one-hour, no-charge consultation post-conference if you want to take it further and talk a little bit about it. Um, I also offer no-charge uh, coaching if you want to get ready for a demo. I'll send three or four spots. You read, you send it back, we connect, we talk, no charge. Um, I will do this up to three or four scripts at the end of those four scripts. It's pretty obvious, you know, if this is going to work for you. If it is, we'll talk more about it. If I don't think you're quite ready, I can, and I do this probably 70% of the time, um, uh, recommend a great coach. They go spend a couple of months with them, get them up to speed. They come back to me and some great results have come out of that. So the recording, the hour consultation, and I will be giving away a full automotive demo, either national or local. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the audio that I recorded during the X session. I'm going to bring in a couple of, couple of close buddies and we're going to listen to everybody's track and we're going to pick one to see who is ready to go right now. And the final offer is if one decides to do an automotive demo, either national or local, I will deduct the cost of the X session. So that sounds like a bunch of fun things to think about if one is pondering automotive this might be a, you know a great resource that's incredible and look i will say you already called me on it i have worked with cliff i i did some sessions with cliff i think i went into a renovation and that's why we stopped and then i had a your house and then i had a baby and so then that delayed yes, things yes, even further yes. and then i went into another yes. renovation because i had a baby and so yeah. two years later we still haven't picked up but i will say and just accept it. Cliff is one of the best directors that I have ever worked with from a coaching standpoint. You you have oh, this you, way about you that the way that you explain things, you're you're one of the few that I've worked with that I was like, okay, I get it. I, I really do get it. So if you are at all interested in this genre, if, even if you can't make it to VO Atlanta, uh, you got to talk to Cliff, have a conversation with him. There's a reason why this man is the king of automotive. So if somebody does want to get in touch with you and, and have that conversation, how do we do it? How do we find you online? How do we get in touch? Um, I'm all over the place on Facebook. That's not hard to find. Cliff Zellman, Z-E-L-L-M-A-N. Uh, my email, my direct 24-7 email is C, letter C as in Cliff, Zellman, Z-E-L-L-M-A-N, 10, number 10, at gmail.com. 
And if you kind of want to hear, you know, what's going on before you make any contact or anything, please visit a-mazingdemos.com. A-mazingdemos.com. And I got about, oh, I don't know, about 130 demos up there you can give a listen to. I will put all of those um, links in the show notes so that you can find all of that and go listen to the demos and explore the genre because... It's so much fun. It's fun, and there's a lot of opportunity. And who doesn't want the possibility of consistent recurring work? Especially if you live in Iowa. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so if you are in oh, Iowa so right now. Fun. Oh, yeah. I got a couple. Um, yeah, it's, it's really a fun genre. And the whole process of getting into it is fun. If you love cars, you create an automotive persona you know, you become a car gal, a car guy. And uh, the neat thing is it's up to you. You know, it's really up to the voice talent to get this happening. It is 100% doable, but it ain't easy. And if you do contact me and want to get involved, I will constantly remind you that it is not easy. But I will also promise you that I will match your level of enthusiasm. So, you know, if you're insane about this, I will... I will match that. That's a sales pitch right there. Right there, baby. Do it. A little registered trademark at the end of that. I will match your level of enthusiasm. Do it. Send the email. Contact Cliff. Explore the genre. Cliff, I'm grateful to you. Thank you for all of the amazing information that you share. And well, I love hearing Mark, about You say I'm not a marketing guru, but you know what? When it comes to the automotive space, you are. And I love oh. hearing what you have to say because it is different. And it is important yeah, to know those different. differences. It's, it's so important to know yeah. these differences. Yeah. And one is not right. One is not wrong. They're just different yep. tools for different situations. And let me say, when I'm sure I can speak for a majority of the VO community, thank you, Mark, for for so much that you've added and so much light that you've shed and, and just your trustworthiness, your ethics and your friendship, man, that, that, that's important. And, and that can't be, uh, that that can't be underestimated is there anything you don't know about automotive after listening to that interview i mean cliff literally spelled it all out he told you who you need to talk to he told you what you need to say he told you how to find them he gave you all of the ins and outs of the demo and what makes a great automotive talent he shared all of the different types of voices that can get into automotive i mean literally everything spelled out handed to you on a silver platter. If this is a genre that you are interested in, Cliff is the guy that you need to have a conversation with. I mean, he literally just gave you all of the information. So if you've already got your demo, it's time to just go put it to work. If you are thinking that you'd like to do a demo, maybe this is a genre that you want to explore, call Cliff. I will put his information in the show notes. Reach out to this man. He is the king of automotive for a reason. There are opportunities in automotive, and as you heard us discuss in the episode, I think those opportunities are going to grow as well. So this might be your next great genre, and Cliff can help you make it happen. I hope you got those notes written down, and I hope that you are ready to put it all to work. I'm all about giving you actionable, practical advice on this podcast, and I know you got a ton of it today. As always, thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one. The Everyday Vopreneur Podcast. Available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. Having your voiceover demos easily playable and downloadable on your website is essential. 
The Voice Sam Player lets you do that across any device and browser. There are also options for adding play buttons in your email signature, tracking your listens, and even putting videos in your demo player. Sign up now at voicesam.com/markscott and receive an instant $25 credit. For full details and to claim this offer, visit voicesam.com/markscott. And see. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more Vopreneur goodness? Jump online at vopreneur.com.